goals are measurable or they should be measurable and they should be easily defined. They have to have an element of specificity. Otherwise, things just get a little bit unclear. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Drybra. And today I'm here for a solo episode. I want to talk a little bit about the direction of my life right now, some recent reflection, and particularly the three topics of purpose, goals, and expectation. And why those three topics have been at the core of my thinking, um, the core of my journaling, and really the core of my existence in the last month, because I believe they all have profound impact positively and negatively, which I'm going to dive into, but profound impact on the direction of our lives. This all basically started with, um, if I cast my mind back to late Feb, early March, I went on my solo adventure to Port Douglas, where I really spent a week by myself working on my mindset where I was at, asking myself the hard questions on the direction and the course that my life was taking, trying to figure out what needed to be removed from my life for a bit more mental clarity. And I felt like I was really clear on it by the week's end, right? And I'd been journaling a lot throughout that time, reading a lot, listening to a lot. And I come back home with my feet firmly planted on the ground and a clear path ahead. But as life does, it throws us better in the works. Things got very busy, opportunities presented themselves, and I sort of put my head down and my ass up and really charged into that. And it was on Anzac Day that I was feeling a little bit just frazzled, like a little bit a little bit like I was pushing too many things forward and not having as profound an impact as I could if I'd focused in on the two or three things that really speak to me. And I sat down, I thought I need to plan out and organize my life a little better. So I sat down with my journal for the first time in a couple of weeks, which is out of character for me. And I went back to the opening page and the opening page at the start of that book, I had at the beginning of the year written down my purpose and my goals for the year. I had seven goals and I had my purpose clearly written and that purpose stated to uplift and inspire hope in others through story. So I look at that and let's talk about purpose for a minute while we're on the topic. Purpose is the overarching thing. It's the true north star. It's the light at the end of the tunnel in which you're moving in the direction of, but likely never reach or fulfill. And I think that's really important. The purpose is almost like the big goal, the big dream. It's the thing that gives you a sense of being in the morning. It's the thing that gets you out of bed and you go, that's what I'm gunning for. That's what I'm trying to do in this world. That's the legacy that I leave. Where goals, goals are measurable, well, they should be measurable and they should be easily defined. They have to have an element of specificity. Otherwise, things just get a little bit unclear. And I was definitely unclear in goals. Like I'd written goals down in the past. And I would recommend writing them down in like a journal or something you go to every day. I find that particularly if I write in my notes in my phone, I just lose track of it. Like there's so much shit rolling around in my notes and so many ideas that they kind of just fall to the bottom of the pile and you never really come back and readdress them. 
Whereas having them written down at the front of my journal, like I've got the opportunity when I write in there every day to go back, to look at them, to assess them, and then ask myself where I'm at in the process of achieving that and how much progress I'm making. And of the last few years, I'd written down goals. Like one of my goals was to have a successful podcast. Well, what does a successful podcast mean? Is it a certain amount of subscribers? Is it a certain amount of monthly listens? Is it reaching a certain number on the charts? I think you've got to be specific. You've got to have that specific number that is a target to work towards. You've also got to set a duration in which you want that goal to be achieved by or a time period. And for me, at the start of this year, I wrote down seven measurable goals and I wanted to achieve them all in the space of usually four to 12 months is what I've written down. Give you one example. My goal was to speak on five stages this year or to five audiences on a virtual or physical level um, in which I was a keynote speaker. I've now done two of those. So I can sit down in May and go, I've done two of those. It's coming up to the middle of the year. I'm about to tick my third one off in a couple of weeks. I'm on track to reaching that goal of five this year. Whereas if the goal was to speak on heaps of stages this year, it's not specific, right? And you can fool yourself into thinking you've achieved it or you can fool yourself into the idea of making progress. But I find the reason we often don't attach a specific measurable um, measurable marker to goals is because it's a bit of self-preservation. It's protection. Like it's a mechanism of, well, if I don't get specific, I can't be disappointed in myself. So you definitely need to do that. There's power in that. The other thing that is really important is expectation, right? And I had a lot of expectations over the course of the last year and a half, two years on where I thought I'd be at this point in my life, you know, the sort of direction I was headed in, I expected certain results. And I was listening to this podcast recently, a guy named Mo Gordett, who is the CEO of Google X. And Mo believes he's the happiest man on earth and it's his mission to make a billion people happy. And Mo was speaking about how expectation has no place in our lives. He said that the uncontrollable nature of life always leads to disappointment where expectation exists. And I thought it was, it was said so beautifully and it was so well thought out that life is so unpredictable. It will throw a spinner in the works. It will push you in a direction that you did not think you were going. And ultimately, if it's a direction that Um, moves you further away from the expectation you had, you will be disappointed. He said rather to focus on goals because they are measurable and achievable. And I think the important thing is having some longer term goals, but also shorter term goals so you can mark your progress. And because we all at times need a little pat on the back, right? Or we need to know what is headed in the right direction. So I've started to get a little bit more specific about all of these things. And just focusing, I think when you get specific on shorter term goals, when you remove expectation and you consistently clarify whether the goals and the actions that you're taking are pulling you or pushing you further towards that overarching purpose, then you start to get a little bit more involved in the present. And there's something to be said for feeling like presently here, two feet firmly planted on the ground and knowing what your role and your position in life is right now. I feel like I've always been, um, because I'm a bit of a dreamer, I can tend to live a little bit in the future. And 
I think there's healthy aspects to that, but I think it's really important to understand the power of the present. It's, it makes me think of this quote, which I've got written here because I wanted to share it with you. It's a quote from the movie Troy. Um, obviously, the the great Brad Pitt plays a character called Achilles in that movie. And there's this moment in the movie where he says this quote, which I think is beautiful. He said, the gods envious, they envious because we're mortal, because any moment may be our last. Everything is more beautiful because we're doomed. You will never be lovelier than you are now. You will never be here again. I love that quote. Really speaks to the the power of the present moment and how important it is to appreciate this spot that we're in right now and definitely removing expectation from my life and focusing on the action behind my intent every day has made a massive difference in the last couple of weeks and just getting me back on track. I found it pretty clear and pretty quickly I found answers to the questions I was asking. It was, okay, there's a few things in my life right now that aren't actually pushing me in the direction of that overarching purpose. There's a few things that I needed to remove, which I have done. There's a few things I needed to tighten up and knuckle down on, which I have. And I feel really, really good right now about all of the things that I'm putting my time into and whether or not that's moving me in the right direction. So I want to talk about a few of those things. Um, The first being this podcast. I started to realize that, and I've, I've, I've kind of known this for a long time, but with reflection, I realized that this really is the thing I hold closest to my heart. It's It's for me the thing that I love spending my time on. Sitting down with a guest face-to-face, sharing their story, sharing my story with them, sharing a story with the audience that uplifts and inspires hope in the people listening, watching, is, it is my favorite thing to do. Like, it, it is literally my favorite thing, this feeling of truly helping someone connect with their purpose truly helping someone believe that they have something to offer the world there is no feeling like it and I've been really blessed that in the last couple of months because of the work I've been doing for two years now on this show because of the work that I've been doing through my 42 for CF marathons and sharing my story with other people on their podcasts and you know on the news platforms that I've just had some really cool experiences. Um, some of you who follow me on social media would have seen that I met ScoMo, the Prime Minister. We had an opportunity come up where this life-saving drug had just been approved for people with CF, which I'm now on, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, and this is a really significant moment for people in our community, a drug that before the PBS listing was $21,000 a month. Australian dollars, 21,000 Australian dollars a month, which is basically unaffordable for anyone. It's actually one girl, Jess, who's another CF Australia ambassador who her grandfather was mortgaging his property to help her pay for this drug because it was really life or death for her. And just because of the hard work we've done with 42 for CF and me sharing my story, an opportunity come up where ScoMo wanted to meet me. And we met up in Sydney um, at a media day and, you know, had a really good conversation for a couple of minutes. Him and I just sat and stood and chatted about life and sort of the direction I was headed in with my staff. We spoke about my podcast. We spoke about my charity events. And it's, it's weird because I get to meet some pretty interesting people through this show. And I, I would say that 
ScoMo just seems like a regular bloke, right? Like, you know, whether you love him or hate him, and I'm definitely no political expert. I know very little about politics, so um, I can't even comment on him from a political level. But what I can say was he's a really nice bloke um, who was really present in the moment and genuinely seemed to care about what I had to say. And I sit back and I think, far out, that's a leader of our country. And he wanted to meet me. And we had 10 minutes of conversation about the, the direction that my life's headed in. And then his team come and interviewed me at my home to share on his social media. Like, that's that's pretty, that's pretty profound. Like, that's an opportunity that I never really had planned to have. It just happened as a, as a result of me doing what seems to speak to my purpose. And just more opportunities like that have popped up and I just feel really grateful for the place that I'm in in my life right now. I feel as though there's clear direction. There's there's a direction that I'm moving in and it feels like the right one and I'm just really excited about these present opportunities. So any opportunity I do to do get to speak on stage to promote the work that I do for cystic fibrosis patients to just connect with a greater community who want to be inspired and and want a sense of hope in their life just feels like really purpose-driven work and then there's this new thing there's top deck with taku and top deck is um two men who are hopeless in their search for love giving love dating and relationship advice right and this you know theory of coaches don't play and kind of the unqualified experts is it's very comedic in tone right and the whole idea behind that is to have fun and to exercise a skill of my hosting ability that is um, very different to that of the work I do want a lot to talk about where it's very deep and honest and vulnerable and you know there's this other thing with Top Deck that's very comedic very light-hearted and I think that's a skill that you know I've heard some of the best speakers in the world say one of the most important skills you can have on stage is the ability to early in the piece connect with people comedically. It's kind of the thing that lightens the room, the thing that engages people, and then you can deliver them them the message. And I think it's the same for me with Top Deck. Top Deck is an opportunity where I think it's more, it's a a more viral style of content where it is very lighthearted, it is very easy to watch or listen to. And I think that will help me build an audience that is then eventually ready to receive the really profound message that I want to deliver. And so all these things are now working into one and I feel like I'm moving in the right direction. And I'm just really excited for that. And, you know, I'm looking to to connect with some amazing guests in the week to come. And I'm going down to Melbourne. I want to shoot a little bit down there and speaking to a few people who I think would be great guests for the show um, and also potentially some opportunities to speak whilst I'm down there. But I'm just very excited about the direction that my life is headed in right now and the way that all of this looks. And, you know, there's a little bit of disappointment this weekend. I would have loved to have been running 42 for CF, but the body had other ideas, injuries had other ideas. Um, This probably leads to expectation, right? And not doing things right at the beginning of the year. But I feel like I'm in a really good place now where I understand the power of these things in my life. And I think the thing that led to the most disappointment with 42 for CF is I'd done a post the other day and I spoke about missing that feeling. It was a photo of me exhausted after the first marathon, you know, sitting on the floor, my arms wrapped around my knees, just sort of like 
leaning over, arching over, just nothing left in the tank. And I spoke about that feeling of having nothing left, having given your all in the pursuit of something that you knew would be challenging and you knew there'd be a reward for that challenge, right? And it's like I use this concept, this theory of, you know, climbing to the top of one mountain, reaching the apex, coming back down to earth, and then searching for the bottom of the next mountain. And I think it's really important in life to search for the bottom of the next mountain because when you know there's a challenge in front of you, when there's a challenge that is steep, it's intimidating, you're looking up at it and wondering, how the hell am I going to get to the top of this? How the hell am I going to get over this challenge in front of me? You know full well that if you get to the top of that, if you get through that challenge, there will be a lesson. There'll be so much growth on the other side. And I feel like at the point of my life now, I'm understanding the power of these challenges and it really just speaks to what we spoke about before, goal setting and an overarching purpose. And so I feel like I'm in a really good place in my life right now. I don't want to go on too much about it, but things feel clear. I'm on this new drug. I've not had the best opportunity to enjoy it just yet because I was hit with the absolute super flu of doom, um, which just knocked me for a six and really feeling unfit. I feel like I've lost all of my fitness that I built over the course of two years. Um, but I will no doubt build a new foundation, get it back. It's probably a great challenge for me to work through, right? And I just feel like I'm very excited about the opportunities to come on this new drug. And um, there are some things um, to get a little bit gross with you here. Uh, my mucus for 13 years has been quite colored and, and unhealthy. Um, in the space of three days, that completely changed. It's now completely clear and I've been on well, which is saying a lot. So I just feel like the opportunity is endless here. It's really an opportunity for me to enjoy my life and and maximize my potential, which is an emotional feeling, right? You know, I remember the first day I took this drug or just the day before I was on the phone to my sister and I got quite emotional about it because it feels like the opportunities I've been hoping to have in my life are now here. It feels like I'm limitless. It feels like there is an opportunity for me to charge head forward at absolutely anything and everything, knowing that there is less holding me back. Even something as simple as for the first time in two years, I go to bed at night and I lie down and I don't think about my lungs bleeding, which is weird. For two years, every time I lie down at night, my lungs, as, as I've shared before, my lungs tend to bleed when I lie down. I always had to think about, are my lungs going to bleed tonight? To the point where I'd stack three pillows under my back and I'd slowly remove a pillow every couple of minutes before I felt like I was comfortable and my lungs weren't going to bleed. For the first time in my life, I jump into bed and I lie down and I don't think about it. Well, not the first time in my life, the first time in two years which is so profound, like just that, that peace of mind. And I think that's what Tricafter will do for me. It'll be that peace of mind that moving forward, I don't have to think about the downs as much as I get to enjoy the ups. And I'm just so, so excited for that. So as I enter this next phase of my life, I'm really excited to bring you guys on that journey. I feel that everything professionally, personally is moving in the right direction. I'm really clear about who I am what I'm trying to achieve and I can't wait to take you guys on the journey so thank you so much for tuning into this solo app 
There's some amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks. I've got a very businessy chat. I've got a, a chat with a professional athlete. I've got a chat with a hip-hop artist, with another musician. And just so many exciting things happening. I feel like it's a really great time for me in this show. And um, I just want to say thank you to maybe all of the new listeners, subscribers. There's been a, a new wave of people on my Instagram and my socials who are connecting. And it's, it's very exciting because I feel like they're connecting with my really honest content and coming to follow, which for me really speaks to, you know, fulfilling that overarching purpose right or getting closer to fulfilling it so um it's a it's a lovely time in my life i'm very grateful for everyone who supports what i do and i can't wait to continue sharing hopefully plenty of these amazing moments with you all so thank you so much for tuning in if you haven't already please hit that all important follow or subscribe button it really does make the world of difference for me And it means that you guys get updates every week on when the show's dropping. So thank you so much. Take care. I'll catch you guys at the next one.